Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Do you dream of being CEO of your own empire, running your own company, achieving your life's goals, yet wake up in a cold sweat next to last night's takeout leftovers and a pile of bus ticket stubs? You are not alone. Like many others, you are suffering from a classic case of caviar dreams, tuna fish budget. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Barbuto. And every week, we'll be talking to influencers, trailblazers, disruptors, and risk takers who'll share their own journey to caviar dreams on a tuna fish budget. Side effects may include increased motivation, boundless happiness, and a fast track to success. Hello, caviar dreamers. Guess what? My little partner, Lexi Barbuto, Life Mrs. B, is not with me today. There's childcare issues. And you know what? That's what happens sometimes. So I am going to do this fabulous podcast on my own. I have an amazing guest, Taggy French, who to me was like an influencer way before there was influencers. I've been following her before I was on Housewives. She has great style, um, preppy with a twist. I love it. It's like vintage 1960s Palm Beach. She's absolutely beautiful, full of positivity. But her, she does beautiful caftan. She's shop Taggy French. But just her name emotes glamour. But she was an influencer, truthfully, before anybody really was, before everybody on Instagram was an influencer. Just her style was amazing. And I I happened upon her because she had these beautiful earrings. And I've been following her for a long time. And now we've connected. And I thought it was so important for everybody else to know about Teggy, how she came about, how she's so positive, and just is a ray of sunshine. And I want everybody to know about her. So let me invite her in. And you're just going to have to listen to me. And I'm sorry, Lexi's not here. So let's go. Oh my God, you look gorgeous. You're so bright and perky, which I should have worn a bright color for you. But no. I'm sitting in my library and it's like roasting in here. I'm sorry. But let me just say, do you want me to call you Alex? Do you want me to call you Teggy? Because I want everyone to know this is your real name is Alex, but I always call you Teggy French. No, you can call me Teggy. So Teggy is a nickname that I got in college. And so um, that's how I ended up with it for the business. People still call me Alex, but I prefer Teggy. Thank you. Yes, I mean, it's such a glamorous name. I wish it was my name. It's so beautiful. (laughs) It's just, so I just want to tell everybody, I've been following you before I got on Housewives. I would always like, like your things. Um, I had happened upon you because I don't know if I had seen earrings you're wearing or you're wearing something, but everything about your style was everything that I find fabulous in life. It's uplifting, 1960s uh, Palm Beach, sophisticated, fun glamour. Uh, as you call preppy with a twist. So how did this come about? I mean, I need to know everything. Yeah, so I say there's like Alex and then there's Teggy. Yeah, is there Alex and Teggy and where do they cross over? Because you were an influencer really before anybody else. Well, first of all, thank you for all of your compliments and the feeling is mutual. Like, Uh, your style to me, like I feel like we're spirit animals. We are. Seeing your decor, I'm just like, oh my God, it's everything. 
so yeah, basically I was kind of, uh, I was born this way. I used to wear poodle skirts to school in like second grade and I just always felt this calling to a different time. Um, and then I started Teggy French and it kind of evolved as it is it grew and I started to just figure out where I felt the most comfortable and I wanted to show that side and that was stepping back in time. I'm really drawn to the way that women put themselves together in the 1950s and 60s and caftans are so comfortable and yeah. I think oftentimes associate comfort with athleisure and so I had this platform and I thought you know what maybe I should try to show people that you can be comfortable and still look fabulous even though you literally threw on a muumuu yes much easier than athleisure yes way more comfortable. I do feel it's much more glamorous to wear a caftan you get the breeze going up <laughs> it, it's just amazing but did you, grow, did you grow up in New Jersey I, I was born in New York City, and then my parents moved to New Jersey when I was four years old. So I've been here pretty much my entire life. I left, uh, I went to acting school in New York and lived there for a little while, lived in Florida, lived in California, and then ended up, much to my surprise, back in New Jersey. I know. I, same yeah. with me. I was born in New Jersey moved away for a while, came back to New Jersey. I guess we always come back to New Jersey. What is that about? <laughs> I, I don't know. It must have like a pull on us or just like a low jack. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. so, so I know. So, so just tell me, so Teggy, who gave you this nickname? Was that your family nickname? Was it <laughs> it was actually a boyfriend um, when I was in college, and he would be like, Teggy, because <laughs> my last name was Tegenborg. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so I should probably explain that. My last name was Tegenborg. My middle name is French, which is my mom's maiden name. Oh, I love it. So glamorous. Yeah, yeah French is an Irish last name, oddly enough. Um, and yeah, so he started calling me Teggy, and then it kind of stuck, and... So people who knew me from that, you know, time frame always called me Teggy. And then when I was going to, I always had the intention of starting Teggy French to make it into a brand. So I didn't want to go in with my name of Alex Teggenborg. I mean, Teggenborg is a good last name, but it's, it's a mouthful. I think people would it's have a hard mouthful. time pronouncing it. Think, yeah, Swedish mouthful. So <laughs> I was like, well... I love the nickname Teggy, and when I was doing acting, my name was Alexandra French. I've had a lot of names. I feel like I've lived a lot of lives, so <laughs> Teggy French. What does it say on your driver's license? <laughs> <laughs> well, right now it says Alexandra Weikert, which is not my legal last name anymore. My legal name is now Alexandra French, but changing that is such a nightmare. Um, but I guess after this, I'm probably going to have to. <laughs> I know. This, I mean, we might just have to, it's like your stage name, Teggy French. You might just have to be yes. Teggy French. You have such amazing style. Um, do you archive your clothing? Do you ever clean out your closet? Because I have a hard time parting with things sometimes. 
Okay, well then I'm your girl. I will come over and I will help you because I clean out my closet um, probably every two to three weeks. Like I need my closet to look like a boutique. So yes, and everybody who's just listening, Teggy is sitting in her closet, whoever's watching, yeah. she has the most beautiful closet ever. So, I mean, this is pink and, you know, pale pink drawers and white and I mean, endless boots, which we'll talk about in a second. But, <laughs> um, you clean it out every two to three weeks. Now that's impressive. Yes, I have to, because I just can't stand, like, I need to be able to view everything, and so if I look at it and it's not bringing me happiness, it has to go. So no, I end up with, like, donate, all of Do you donate it? Do you sell it? What do you do? Give, what do you do? All of the above. So I uh, donate it, I sell it, I give it to my friends. Um, just the higher-end stuff, I usually will sell, like, the real, real. Yes. Uh, so I feel like we don't get enough money from the real, real. I think it, it, it seems to be getting less and less. Yes. Um, so, but you know what you could do too, especially you, you, Instagram sales, like, you know, where you just list stuff on there and then people have seen it on you and want to buy I, it. That's, that's true too. I think I, I get very lazy, but I mean, there's certain pieces that you can never part with, obviously the vintage. Do you buy a lot of vintage? I, yes. I mean, I haven't bought as much in the past few years because I haven't been traveling, but I mean, to me going to, um, Palm beach or LA and like scouring the vintage and going to flea markets is like my most favorite thing in the world. So, um, I have been collecting vintage for probably eight years. Um, and that I actually don't keep in my closet. I have that in a separate closet. Um, where eventually when I have my office done, it'll be like my inspiration. Yes. Now, let me ask you, did your mother have this same passion? Did you get your glamour from your mother or was this just something that came on your own? Uh, it's something that came on my own. My mom says I was just born this way. Like growing up, I used to get in trouble because I'd go on play dates and like they'd find me in the mother's closet, like going through and taking stuff out, mostly when it had sequins and sparkles but my mom she has great style and taste but she's definitely more classic and timeless um whereas I'm definitely out there I did have a great grandmother Gigi though when she would change her outfit about three times a day um whether she was going shopping or just lounging so maybe that rubbed off on me a bit yes <laughs> well that's, I probably did. I mean, it has to be genetic somewhere. So let me just say, it's like you got married the first time. I'm sure the wedding was magnificent and you, and you got married and were you like, I'm going to work? I mean, you're, you know, were you, is that the point where we're selling real estate or, I mean, cause it, the natural progression to me would have been like acting, like you have to go into fashion. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So my husband, um, his family, or ex-husband, his family was in real estate. So yeah. the last name, Weikert says it, right? I mean, <laughs> yes, um, it's big, big here in New Jersey. Um, so yeah, I was actually living in the city and working in retail and kind of still dabbling with acting when I met him. Um, and then he was like, you know, why don't you try real estate? And because I was in sales, it seemed like it would be natural. Um, real estate's really hard. I admire anyone who can do that. Um, it wasn't necessarily the right fit for me. Um, I'm very much of the mindset, like try anything, say yes to everything. Um, I didn't really know what my next step was going to be once I realized that acting wasn't in the cards. Um, so I did real estate for a few years and I was 30 when I got married. 
And I just was always obsessed with fashion. And what I tell people now is like, if people are constantly telling you that you're good at something, that's probably what you should be doing. So if someone's like, oh my gosh, your makeup is always amazing. Like maybe that's something you should look into. Um, and then a friend was just like, you should start a fashion blog. I was kind of like, huh, <laughs> maybe that would be a good idea. Yeah, yeah because that, that was your wheelhouse for sure. It was, it was, but you know, you have to put in your time before you can make a living off of that. So I was still doing real estate. Um, my mom always worked when I was growing up. So that was something, you know, I always knew that regardless of my situation, I always needed to have something that was my own. Yes. And when Peggy French started, it was like, I felt at home and finally, like I was doing what my calling was. Yes, and then you have an adorable little son, Lauren, oh, who is so cute, and you dress him so adorably, and you know, we know boys love their mother. Thank you. I mean, I have a son as well who's who's older. I mean, he'll be 26 already, but now, tell me, were you, like, you have this little boy, and I mean, somebody who's, like, very fashionable, even me, when I first had my son, I was like, I don't know about boys. <laughs> no. Do you feel that way or no? Yes. I remember when I found out I was having a boy, I was like, Huh. <laughs> okay. Um, but then you have them and it's like, oh my gosh, like I can't imagine myself with anything but this little boy because just the love and the bond is amazing. And he's really into things that I love. So like he went to the dollar store the other day and he came home with flamingo straws for me and like oh, that, was flamingo so tape that, that that is so cute. That that's so thoughtful. I I know. I always, my son, I would always take him antiquing when he was little. 26th Street Flea Market in New York City was the big thing. No way. Yeah. Did you know 26th Street Flea Market? Yes. Yes. I mean, I used to get so many things and they had great vintage clothing and things like that. So Sunday mornings we would go. I mean, he was like my sidekick. And then we'd have oh, it's so cute. And does he still love to do stuff like that? Um, he is very particular with decorating. He thinks I'm a little bit out there. Um, that I bought, you know, lost my marbles. But yes, he's very opinionated on clothing and decorating and all those things. But now he has a girlfriend and lives, you know, um, with her and he can drive her crazy. So that's, that's what I said. But, but tell me, you have a new husband. I do. Oh my gosh. We have that fabulous really I, mean, I know all of this because I do follow you religiously on Instagram. And he's adorable. And, and that's pretty much a new marriage. Yeah. So he and I, um, we met when we were 20. I went to Rollins in Florida and I was working at Abercrombie and he was doing an internship in Orlando and he got a job on the weekends to try to meet girls and we were friends and we stayed friends and then lost touch when we were 22 and then reconnected. My girlfriends were like, you have to go on Bumble. And I was like, Okay, but I don't want to meet anyone in New Jersey. So I paid extra to Bumble travel to New York. <laughs> oh, that's so what you can do. do that. So you can travel anywhere. I mean, I went to Nashville. I went to LA. I was like, let's see what's out there. And, you know, I miss that whole online dating world. Yes, it's of course. I, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I, I mean, I, I did too. But, you know, I met my, the way I met my husband, we all know that. So uh, <laughs> well, I love your relationship. Thanks. And he actually reminds me a lot of my husband in many ways. And yes. So I mean, I think it takes a special man to be married to women like us. We're strong personalities. We're, yes. we're you know, we're a little bit out there, right? It's like, 
you know, it's quite interesting. Yes, exactly. So does he, do you have to, I mean, does he dress himself or do you help him? Are you picky with his clothing? Um, yes, <laughs> I wish I wasn't. Um, and I, he has great taste. He was like voted best dressed in high school. Um, but you know, when we do certain things, I like us to coordinate. No, I, no, I agree. I like, I like Joe and I to coordinate as well. My husband did not have good style. He was probably uh, voted most likely to be in jail, but I uh, just, <laughs> but also a lot of fun. <laughs> also a lot of fun, but you know, I've, I've upped his game tremendously. So you know, that was the good thing. Yes. He wears flamingos now, which I love. <laughs> yes, that's good. Yeah. Joe wears, and Joe wears pineapples. I have them, you know, all little olives on his shirt. I like him because I feel like he's so masculine. It's nice to dress him very preppy you know and, and in pinks and in colors because he's so tan you know and I get a I get a lot of flack for that which I don't oh, understand why I love it that's society my son came home the other day and he has his pink ballet slippers and he was like I don't want to wear those anymore um and I said why and he said because they're pink and I was like, you're four years old and, and somehow you're thinking that you're a boy and you can't wear pink. It's like, where does that come from? So I was I have like, no idea. I love, you know, men and little boys in pink. It, they look yes. so pretty. I mean, color. Everyone looks good in pink. pink. Exactly. It's absolutely ridiculous. So now tell me, I'm looking at all these cowboy boots. Where exactly. are those boots from? The, the back collection that I see in... Uh, pink, uh, gold, black, and silver? So they're from Dillard's. Okay. <laughs> and um, you need them. They come in more colors than I even have. No, is that on your Instagram? Is that on your Instagram? Yes, I'll okay. send you. Yeah, they're so good. Um, so my best friend has a clothing line called Daniel Diamond, um, which is all like denim and fringe, all about that. But yeah, pretty much anything with rhinestones, feathers you know, fluorescent colors. They really are so good. So tell me, now you've created the brand Teggy French. I absolutely love it. People could shop from your website. They yeah. shop from your Instagram. Yes. To get the, the Teggy look, you know, everything on there, which I just want to say, I know you sent me a beautiful box, which I'm going to post it because that, gra that granny, like the cardigan, yeah. the crochet <laughs> to die. Right. And I got a beautiful Teggy caftan because I wear a lot of caftans on the show and in real life. People could get your personal style because basically some of their line is on there, like what you design and create, yeah. your caftans, and then you buy from other companies that reflect your style. Is that what it is? Yeah. Originally, it started as just, I was going to do my caftans, and then I just, I love other people's designs as well. So now it's kind of been curated into everything that I love, and we're adding a lot of new brands um, for next year as well. So it's just, uh, it's so much fun. Like, I just love it. So hopefully we'll continue to grow. You're going to just stay online. Would you ever think of doing a pop-up shop or a destination? Tell me what else do you ever think of doing that? So people could, you could come meet you or. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be a great idea. We talk about like getting a van and retrofitting it and kind of taking it on the road. Um, you know, I, I think in New Jersey, my style is kind of limited. So like my biggest following um, and people who resonate with my style are more down South. Um, so I think that trunk shows and, and taking it on the road is probably more where we're going to end up. I, fun, but I want people in New Jersey to have more of your style because it's colorful. It's fun. It's amazing. And I feel like I get backlash a lot about my style on my on my show because they're like, 
who dresses like that? I was like, it is fun. It is colorful. And I just don't understand why people don't get it. And I agree. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, no, it's like vintage classic glamour. And I, and I love it. And yeah, I, it's, it's a quiet taste for some people, but I always say dress for where you're, where you want to be, not for where you are necessarily. I, you know. I think that's so true. So tell me, do you mix a lot of high and low together? Oh yeah. That's what it's all about. I mean, you can't just dress yourself in head to toe designer and, you know, expect to look amazing. I think that style is really mixing vintage with, you know, maybe a designer handbag or something like that. But my most favorite pieces are probably under a hundred dollars. Um, I'm all about the thrill of the hunt. You yeah. can find it anywhere. So, anywhere. Okay. So, cause I feel like you're a style guru. So let's just ask some like great, great style questions. What's like the most important thing if someone, you know, is on a budget, like what's, where, where should they spend money? Let's put that. What should they spend on? So I think that everyone should spend on an investment handbag. And I say that because like a, a Chanel bag keeps going up in value. So some people might want to invest in art. Some people want to invest in the stock market. If you have a Chanel bag and you're all of a sudden in a bind, you can turn around and you can resell that. And chances are you will have only paid about 30% of what you spent when all is said and done. Um, so that's what I would do is handbags. I don't think you have to spend a lot of money on your jewelry. I think costume jewelry is absolutely fabulous. And you can go to places like the Salvation Army or a local thrift store and spend $5. I mean, this I got at an auction and it's one of my most favorite pieces. I love it. And it, it, and it looks like it's a necklace or it could be part of the caftan, yes. Yeah, no, it's, it's a necklace. And so, it's just about getting creative with that kind of stuff. I think if you are on a strict budget, like get a great pair of pants and just a simple white, I love Hanes little tank tops. I buy the little boys ones and then do a giant necklace, throw on a great blazer from someplace like Zara, um, a great pair of heels, which is another place. I don't think you have to spend a lot of money. Um, if you are on a budget, there's no resale value in shoes because once you wear them, everything gets scuffed up. So I think that if, you, true. if you're, if you're going to spend money anywhere, for me, it's a handbag and also a great coat because those are timeless and it really pulls everything together, especially when you're living in a place like New Jersey where it gets super cold. It, it, yes, I think that's very important. It is true because you could wear like those little white tank tops. You could wear them with jeans. You could wear them with a ball gown skirt. And yeah. a great necklace. I love to mix things that really don't go together. And I think that's what makes an outfit unique. Yes. And you can see, I mean, your style is amazing. Um, and you see that, like, you know, it's, it's all about mixing and like, even like, um, Sarah Jessica Parker in Sex and the City in that opening scene, you're, you know, she's got the tool big skirt and the little Hanes tank top and like tons of pearls and you look amazing. But that yeah. outfit probably cost no money. Yes. And I think that's what people don't realize. They think if they're in designer head to toe, that they have great style. I mean, I think if you have money, anybody could do that. Wearing to, it's about, you know, doing something unique and making that happen. Yeah, so, absolutely. So where do you see the Teggy French brand going? Um, in my dream world, I would see Teggy French becoming a lifestyle brand. You know, I look at people like Diane von Furstenberg and 
you know, she started with the wrap dress and look what she grew it into. Yeah. Um, so for me, I would love to get into, you know, designing more like I, right now I've just done the caftan, but like next up is going to be like cohort sets. Oh, uh, I can't wait. Right. Because it's like when you travel or anything like that, it's so easy to throw on. You do like the matching little rope belt like they used to wear in the seventies. Um, so, you know, continuing to grow the fashion line as well as the e-commerce site, and then eventually get into home goods and, you know, decor is such a passion of mine. It doesn't come as naturally as fashion, but I think that again, you don't have to spend a lot of money to look like you did. And oh my gosh, when I had no money and was broke and lived in this teeny tiny apartment, I went to this local place called the Market Street Mission in Morristown and like it, the the apartment was so fabulous and so pretty. I had my dad paint the walls and I, I probably spent like $300 when all was said and done. I know. I think you have to do some tutorials on putting together. Do you do tutorials on putting together outfits? I don't. Well, I, I think you have to do some tutorials on putting together outfits because I okay. think that's important to inspire people because you are, you're so fun. You're, you're, you're just such a, really just such a breath of fresh air. You just really light up a room and I think you can inspire so many people because I think women in general, I have a lot of people write to me who say like, how do I start something? I want to start a company. And you really just, you know, branched out. You wanted to do it. You have a point of view. And I think what's so important people don't realize is you ha have a point of view. People have to have a point of view. Yes, you do. And you have to stay true to that. You know, it's like, um, we can inspire people, but at the end of the day, you really have to feel it within yourself and be drawn to that. And, you know, I was lucky enough to have a mom that kind of always pushed me in the deep end and was like, you'll figure it out. You know, and when I was growing up, I was like, what? And now that I'm here, I'm like, oh, I'm so happy that she did that because I never would have taken chances. And that's what life is about. You know, you have to just put yourself out there and, and you'll eventually land on your feet. You'll too. It's true. So tell me also, what's your favorite city to shop in? Uh, oh, um, so my favorite city to shop in, if we're talking vintage, is um, West Palm Beach. Now, a lot of those stores have closed, but there's still a few gems. And like, that's where you're going to find, I mean, the women that, you know, wintered there and their wardrobes, that's what you're going to find in those little consignment shops. So I remember I found like a vintage Chanel suit in... I forget what it was called, but it's one of my most prized possessions. Um, and then also LA. I love going, I'm actually going to Palm Springs yeah. in a few weeks and that's a really fun place to shop. Yes. Palm, I guess Palm Springs. You're very, yeah. I always say you're very Palm Springs, Palm Beach. I love that also. I just love the entire vibe. Who's one of your favorite interior designers? Oh, my favorite interior design. I love Jonathan Adler. Me too. I love <laughs> I know. I'm so Jonathan Adler. I love it also because it's of that era. It, it's, yes. I mean, he like totally gets, and, and there's just something about stepping back in time. And I'm a big believer about past lives and like it still shows through and things, but like his stuff just resonates with me. And whenever I'm looking for inspiration, I always go on his Instagram or go through his books and I've actually put a lot of his stuff in this new house, so. Yes, but I have some other questions that I ask everybody who comes on. So, um, 
I always say my success is 50% determination, 50% delusion. Um, what do you attribute <laughs> your percentages to? Oh, <laughs> I think I live in a delusional world. <laughs> you know, somehow it just works, I guess, if you stay true to yourself. Um, but I think, you know, luck is talent meeting opportunity. So you just have to keep putting yourself out there and, you know, eventually you end up exactly where you're supposed to be. And I know that some people like will roll their eyes because I live that way. But like there are hard days and I just keep manifesting and keep you know putting it out there what i want and you end up there it's not it's, but it's not easy and you have to there you question a million things and you're gonna ride the roller coaster but it's all worth it. do you feel you but you are determined you kept putting one foot in front of the other yes very oh. determined very determined when you want to stop you just gotta you know keep looking towards that bright future it's true. So I always say this podcast is also very entrepreneur real. What's the most real advice you could give people who want to be an influencer, start their own business? Mm -hmm. What's the most real advice you could give? I mean, the most real advice I could give is that you just have to find your niche and stick with it. Like, don't try to do what other people are doing. You know, you can, you can mimic people that you admire and, and look for it that way. But I get a lot of questions like, is it too late to get into this business? Absolutely not. Like there's still places for people, um, but you just have to hold true to what it is that you're looking to spread out in the world. But it's hard. And now we have to do reels. That's like the latest thing, I guess, on Instagram. So it's like, I know, I know. Social media is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yes. It's a lot of work documenting. And you know, but that's the way to really market yourself. It's a huge way of marketing yourself. I mean, listen, I wouldn't be where I was if it hadn't been for social media. But you just have to like keep going with whatever the latest thing is. So reels it is. <laughs> Real, reels it is. Yes. And I think it's also helpful to people to have a business and that they have social media because it's easy to get it much easier to get it out there, especially from when I started, you know, because it's oh, a absolutely. it's a natural marketing platform and you could just anybody could just like start it up. But that's I mean, has Instagram really helped your business? Oh, absolutely. French? That's the yeah, I mean that's the main main reason that Teggy French exists is because of Instagram. Um, so, you know, you have to, you have to be part of the social media world. What was your big girl panty moment at any time in your career, your life that you're like, oh my God, this is my sink or swim moment. I got to pull up my big girl panties. <laughs> I would say going through a divorce during COVID was pull on my big girl panties, you know? And, um, and, and that really taught me a lot. And that's when we launched our e-commerce site because it, it really was sink or swim. It was like, okay, I can fold now or I can look at this as a learning experience and pick myself up off the floor with a lot of great people's help and make something of myself um, and you know, create a great life for my son and me and our future. And that's what I did. You did. That was, no, and that is hard. And because it is also people see you on Instagram with this beautiful, perfect life, right? And people look at you for that and inspiration. And to have that public image, that, right. that's hard. 
And that is a big girl panty moment. And and to deal with that, but you're also very honest about your life, which is which I think is is you know admirable because that's so hard to deal with something like that in the public. That must have been very hard for you. Yeah, yeah, it was, and I I kept a lot of it private for a long time, you know, but you realize that it's part of your story. And, you know, if you don't accept yourself for it, you can't expect other people to accept you for it. So, you know, I think that sometimes we want to keep things private until we're ready to talk about it. So you don't necessarily see all that goes on behind the scenes. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I'm here and everything's great. Um, But you know, you have to go through the motions and, and feel it and just give yourself time and allow yourself to heal. And, but with that said, you know, never fold. You just, you, you can't, right? So you have to put on your big girl panties and <laughs> hopefully they're sparkly. And <laughs> hopefully they're sparkly, make sure they sparkle. It's true. But you come out the other side, you're growing your brand. Um, what advice? looking back on your life, would you give your young girl self? Little Teggy. Little Teggy. I would tell her that she needs to work hard and not expect anything to be handed to her um, and to not be so hard on herself. Um, And to, you know, I I think this is also something, you know, I'm in a beautiful closet surrounded by beautiful things, but they don't define you. I always used to say all dressed up, no place to go because I would spend every last cent I had on kind of looking the part of things. And now I wish I could tell that younger self to, to be okay wearing the stuff that might not cost as much, but you have money in the bank and you have, um, you know, more things that, that matter, right? At the end of No, I get what you're saying. You know what? That's, I think that's very sound advice. Nice to have nice things, but again, you know, if all that disappears, you know, you, you want to make sure what's in there is is solid and that you can take care of yourself. Hope you enjoy this, but tell everyone where they can find you. So you can find me at Teggy French on Instagram. And then my e-commerce site is shop Teggy French. And then my blog is techyfrench.com. Great. I wish you all the success in the world. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was so Uh, much fun. I hope you guys all enjoyed listening to Teggy French because she's young, vivacious, the original influencer um, with a point of view. And I just want everybody to realize you can start it at any time to become an influencer. And I just love her style. I want everybody to follow her at Teggy French, never too late to start a business, uh, have a point of view. It's easy now with social media. Um, and I just hope you guys found this inspiring. And really, she's just a breath of fresh air. Keep dreaming, caviar dreamers. You can find me at The Real Margaret Josephs and at Macbeth Collection. And you can follow Lexi at The Life of Mrs. B. She'll be back on the next episode and see you guys soon. Oh. I have no one to do.